You're listening to the God in All Things podcast, delving into the everyday from the lens of Ignatian spirituality. For many of us, the only vows we may have professed were marriage vows. The word itself tends to evoke thoughts of a wedding day more than anything else. There are also religious vows. These vocational vows carry a lot of weight. When I first knelt down as a Jesuit novice to profess lifelong perpetual vows of chastity, poverty, and obedience, I felt as if all of heaven was watching me. In fact, the vow formula contains the words, I vow to your divine majesty before the most holy Virgin Mary and the entire heavenly court. As you may know, I later discerned that God was calling me to married life, so I left religious life. When I professed marriage vows to my wife, the words were different, but they too were professed not just before Sarah, the priest and deacon, and our friends and family. They too were professed before all those in heaven, those gone before me. But what makes vows different than promises? A vow is three things. A deliberate and free promise, an act of devotion, and one made for the sake of a greater good. This means that a marriage or religious vow is made in response to an other, God or another person, in devotion to that other. And it's made with the expectation that such a vow will bring about something greater. In other words, there will be fruit as a result of the vow. In the story Les Miserables, Jean Valjean makes a vow to Fantine that he will take her daughter Cosette under his care. This was done out of devotion to both Fantine and to Cosette in the hope of a better life for Cosette. Any vow we make is in the service of a greater good. What Jesuits might ultimately say is ad maiorem dei gloriam, for the greater glory of God. Outside of the Jesuit constitutions, St. Ignatius never said much about vows in general, but he does emphasize how sacred they are. In the 14th annotation of the spiritual exercises, he tells directors, if he who is giving the exercises sees that he who is receiving them is going on in consolation and with much fervor, he ought to warn him not to make any inconsiderate and hasty promise or vow. One should carefully consider the circumstances and personal qualities of the individual and how much help or hindrance he is likely to find in fulfilling the thing he would want to promise. In other words, our religious fervor, the grace we receive from God in prayer, may move us to want to make a vow to God. Vows are serious, solemn commitments, and we do not want to make a vow we may end up breaking. They are more than promises, and they are never totally private. Even private vows, when it comes to religious profession, are usually professed in front of someone, like a bishop. The Catholic Church advises against private vows to God and encourages people to seek out a spiritual director. Ignatius was trying to make this point. A vow made without proper discernment may not lead to the fruit of its intention, and it may come to pass that the vow we profess cannot wholeheartedly be kept.
Vows involve greater accountability and solemnity than do promises. I may promise to cook you dinner every night, but because of certain circumstances that arise, I may have to break that promise. On the other hand, if I vow before others that I will love and honor you all the days of my life, circumstances should not cause me to break this vow. I am also held to greater accountability by God and the community. Semantics? Possibly. But various cultures and traditions hold vows as sacred as compared to everyday promises. They often involve visible signs of the vow, like rings or shaving your head in certain cultures. I see vows also as mirroring the kind of promises God makes to us. Through covenants, the sending of Christ to earth, the gospel, and the institution of a church community, God deliberately and freely chooses commitment to us. God is devoted to all of humanity, to our unity, peace, and redemption. And God does these things and makes these promises for the sake of our human flourishing and for our relationship with the divine. For more and for resources on discernment, visit GodInAllThings.com.